In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, starting on Ash Wednesday, we began looking throughout the season of Lent at the Lord's Prayer and at the petitions in the Lord's Prayer. And we continue that tonight with the sixth petition. In the sixth petition, the sixth thing we ask in the Lord's Prayer is lead us not into temptation. Sometimes more modern translations render this as save us from the time of trial. And perhaps the best way to understand what we're really asking in this petition is to hear it as, do not let us be drowned in trials and temptations, or do not let us be overcome by the forces working against God and working against us. And that's such an important petition, such an important thing to ask to remember on this night of Holy Thursday. Because it was on this night that all the powers of evil converged to work against Christ. It was on this night that the devil and the world thought that they were on the cusp of a conspiracy that would have God's Son defeated. The devil, as we see in our gospel, working through Judas, thought he had Christ right where he wanted him, in the hands of evil men. The authorities of this world who wanted Jesus eliminated because his gospel proclaimed good news outside of their power, thought they were on the verge of silencing Jesus for good, getting rid of him. They threatened Christ with all the power they had. They promised him bodily pain. And they frightened his disciples so that he was left to endure alone. They set up an unjust trial to humiliate him and sent him to die an even more painful and humiliating death than even the worst criminals deserved. Christ was brought into the time of temptation. He was brought to endure the greatest trial a human could know, of betrayal, of despair, of loneliness, of, of knowing that those closest to him, those whose feet he had just washed, were going to leave him. And he's brought into this trial. And yet Christ endures and he suffers all that the powers of evil could muster against him. And he overcame it. Christ overcame all of this for us. And so in the Lord's Prayer, when we pray, lead us not into temptation, in many ways we are praying a petition that has already been answered. Because it's been answered in Christ. And tonight we recognize that Christ has already endured. He has already overcome the time of temptation for us. The powers of the world and the powers of the devil are defeated. And we know and we confess that ultimately Christ is coming again to finally and completely destroy these powers and all the havoc they bring against us. Yes, Christ has overcome temptation for us. This, however, does not mean that we will not face temptations and trials, of course. Indeed, we do, and we will continually in this lifetime. Christ's victory, however, means that these powers will never have the final claim over us. We will not be drowned by temptations. We will not be overcome by them. Rather, Christ is the one who rescues us from the powers of evil. Luther says that, through the work of Christ, God gives us power and strength to resist, even though the attack is not removed or ended. 
We face trials. Yes, in this world we face many trials. We face many temptations. But we never face trials apart from Christ, who has already overcome them for us. He gets us through every trial we face because he himself has already faced them and he himself has already overcome them. And so because Christ is with us through all temptations, the temptations themselves are transformed in our perspective. Consider in the book of 1 Peter, in the first chapter, Peter writes, In this you rejoice, even if now for a little while you have had to suffer various trials, so that the genuineness of your faith, being more precious than gold, that though perishable is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. St. Peter says that we can and we should rejoice during times of trial. And why? Well, because such times of trial reveal the authenticity of our faith. It's easy, of course, to say that we believe if we never face difficult times. It's in the moments of difficulty, however, that Christ becomes real to us. When we ourselves are lonely, it's our faith then that takes us to remember that the one who was abandoned in his suffering has promised not to abandon us. When we grieve a loss, we remember that Christ himself grieved and Christ himself now grieves with us. When we are in pain, when we're ill, we remember the one who faced unjust pain and humiliation, who has made us now his own. When we struggle with anger, with resentment, with hurts, we remember that the one who did not speak a word in his defense has been vindicated by God and now intercedes and speaks for us. In our trials, then, we learn to trust that Christ has overcome for us and that Christ goes, Christ goes through trials with us. We remember on Monday Thursday, as we read in the Gospel, that Christ has given his disciples a new commandment as well. He says to them, love one another as I have loved you. Love one another. Christ has given us a true gift when we face the time of trial, and that gift is the love of our fellow Christian. One of my favorite quotes comes from a book by the Lutheran theologian and a man who himself faced many, many trials through this life named Dietrich Bonhoeffer. And Bonhoeffer writes, the Christian needs another Christian who speaks God's word to him. He needs him again and again when he becomes uncertain and discouraged, for by himself he cannot help himself without belying the truth. He needs his brother as a bearer and proclaimer of the divine word of salvation. He needs his brother solely because of Jesus Christ. The Christ in his own heart is weaker than the Christ in the word of his brother. His own heart is uncertain. His brother's is sure. This is precisely why Christ tells us to love one another. He gives us the gift of one another. When we face trials and difficult times, we need the love of one another to remind us that Christ is near. When we're weak, we can rely on the strength of our brothers and sisters in Christ. We can rely on their comforting words, their support, their encouragement. And so indeed, we all have a role in bearing one another's burdens and journeying with one another in our times of trial. 
And on this Holy Thursday, we remember the greatest gift that Christ has given the church, which is the gift of his body and blood in Holy Communion. Every time we gather together to receive the sacrament of the altar, Christ is saying to us, you are not going through this world alone. You are not going to suffer anything apart from my love. No sin can claim you. The devil cannot claim you. You are mine and I am here with you. And what a gift that is to the one who has faith. And this gift is the very gift we lean on that assures us that we will not be drowned by temptation. Christ has saved us from the time of trial. Amen.